In the early 21st century, two podcasters made a deal that would change their lives and the life of the celebrity unfortunate enough to sign the papers. So Brian, Steve and I talked to our uh, our attorney today and he said that he sent off the paperwork to you. So we just wanted to make sure yeah. you got everything. Basically, Brian, the thing is, is last time you were on the show, you said we were your friends. And that's great and all, but... You know, someone of your stature, someone of... You, we just want to make sure that it's in writing. I think, you know, we are friends. Welcome to With Brian Austin Green, the contractually obligated podcast of three contractually obligated friends. Now, here's Brian Austin Green and his contractually obligated hangers-on... Derek Russell and Steve Lawson. Well, welcome to the contractually obligated podcast that did not get canceled after one episode with Brian Austin Green. We're, we're here it again. We're here. We're, we're here for uh, episode two. Are you surprisingly? Aren't you amazed? Like we got past the pilot? Uh, apparently. It makes me question if it's actually up to us because there, there, there must be some aspect of truth to that. We got a, a thirteen episode order from ourselves, so we're good. Really, right? We're hoping awesome. for the back nine. Right. Nice, yeah, from ourselves, from ourselves, from ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> just a pat on the back. Uh, I'm Derek. That's Steve, and of course, the the notorious Bag is with us, Mr. Brian Austin Green. How are you, sir? Yeah, I'm good. I actually. I got a note on the first show from a friend of mine saying that I don't sound like I know what I'm doing. It's it's encouraging, sort of. It's it's criticism, which uh, you know I, I've taken a lot of. Um, well, um, let me ask you this: on a scale of one to ten, one being yeah. no clue, ten being you feel super proficient at it. How much do you I feel have like no clue? Okay, one. all right. I have no clue. So this person was just confirming to you what you already felt in your heart. Apparently, yeah. That's uh, that's kind of rude, right? <laughs> if that's rude, is that what you said? Yeah, it's kind of rude. <laughs> rude. Well, look, here's the thing. You do anything for 10,000 hours and you become an expert at right. it. So just hang with us, buddy. You guys did 10,000 hours before this? I don't know. Jesus. I'm just saying. Why are you talking to me then? I have zero idea what I'm doing. I barely talked on TV, let alone 10,000 hours of, of podcast. Is that true? You barely talked on TV? No. I didn't think so. It was, it was funny in the moment, but, right. uh, but no, then I, not true. But then I called you on. Hey, someone did uh, put on the Facebook somewhere, uh, Brian, about the R2-D2 from last time. And I told you people would start to offer help. This person said they'd love to help, but they don't live in Canada. Mark on uh, Mark on Twitter said uh, maybe maybe Brian should Brian make sucks. a yeah. <laughs> Mark said Brian maybe who Mark, Mark said who Mark all who's this, who this other guy? I I know Derek and Steve, but who's this other guy? And why is he why is he on here? He they're, has zero experience. They're listeners, Brian. He has we no idea what he's talking about. He shouldn't be talking, <laughs> right? Who's this guy? We yeah. have to we Go have ahead. to be nice to the listeners. <laughs> right. He, what what you don't you don't care about us anymore? <laughs> you you send this Brian guy uh to talk? Why? Oh 
Good stuff. All right. So Mark said maybe you should make a BB-8 unit because there's no ankles to attach. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. It's a good idea. Thanks, Mark. Just a pumpkin yeah, with thanks. another pumpkin on top. <laughs> Just a beach ball with another one. Yeah, and paint it. Yeah. And then just stand it in the corner, I guess. I have, a, I have another question uh, that spins out of our first episode together, Brian. Yeah, our, our only episode? Uh, the, the one and only? Right. Because well, we still one? don't know that this one will yeah. go up. Right. <laughs> when, you, when you talk about having an R2-D2, and I don't want to go yeah, back yeah. down this road, but when you talk about having an R2-D2. Well, you kind of do. Kind of. You sort of want to make fun of me. No, I, no, no. I that, okay. Because no, I make fun of me. No, I love it. And... And I guess my question is because you seem like you're kind of embarrassed by it. Well, no, I'm not embarrassed that I have it. I'm embarrassed that I can't uh, build it. I'm, embar- I'm embarrassed that I see online like tons of people build really beautiful, amazing R2 units, and I'm not one of them. Okay. So yeah. then, so my question is, are you embarrassed about that, or are you embarrassed about doing this show as much as you are about that? Um, no, because I can get better at this show. I, I, I don't feel like I can get any better building the R2. Okay. I, it's, it's just not my wheelhouse, you know? I think it will be. There's it's no, been no, 10 years. Not. <laughs> <laughs> Taking 10 years. I, I, mm. It's up to you. Look, it'll happen. Whatever you call progress, you know, whatever you consider progress, I guess, um, why? <laughs> I've been building an R2 unit for 10 years. You believe in me? Because you saved John Connor? <laughs> right. right. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a thing that happened? Did he get shot in the head? <laughs> that what I got shot in the head. I died. <laughs> that's right. Oh, my right. gosh. That was amazing. That was amazing. Let's go back to a happened. show that's right. been canceled. <laughs> yeah. Um, we did have someone say that in their head that this show yeah. that we're doing now is season three. Of the Sarah Connor Chronicles. <laughs> really? Yeah. Right. Just not written as well? Exactly. Right. And so, and so, and you talk about a show that went off the rails, if that's the case. So that, yeah. Okay. So here's, here's my suggestion. Here's, by, that, by that theory, Skype is Skynet, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it is. <clears throat> and we'll take it down. It's the enemy for me. <laughs> <It's> the- <laughs> it really is season three. <laughs> I have. You know what? Just today, I was like, "Jesus, I, I better like start ten minutes early and you know, make sure that I can get him on the phone and I can hear myself." I did the test call on Skype to make sure my mic was working and my headphones were working. I'm I'm really good. I what's funny is I'm sitting in my home studio and uh, which I wire and and use no problem. But I get to Skype and I'm like sweating and I'm like you know. Holy shit, what am I doing? I have no idea. Is this the right mic? Does this work? It's crazy. It's Listen, you're coming in loud and clear. Everything's fine. You know, it, it's working, and I'm, I'm hearing you guys, and uh, it's episode two, so apparently I, I can do something. It might, not, it might not be great, but I'm getting something done. By all reports, our first episode of With Brian Austin Green was the highest-rated episode ever on the internet of a podcast. Really? Yeah. I mean, I've by all reports that I've gotten. Uh, You're yeah, kidding. By all numbers I've seen. Mm-hmm. By, was that like 
your grandmother and your your aunt or I mean or or, or actual people a close, it's a close circle of friends right and how many said that I sounded like I had no idea what I was doing um nobody just your one really? friend just my friend yeah just your friend yeah <laughs> right whereas your friends were honestly telling you it was the highest highest rated first podcast in history. Well, let's not right. forget last time you called all Steve's friends stupid. So, <laughs> <That's true>. <laughs> right? <laughs> did they say? Did they say anything about that? No, they're no. all telling me. They're all telling me he's right. We're stupid. Yeah, <laughs> right. They all changed their tune pretty right. quickly. He's correct. He's yeah. correct. We're stupid because we like that part of the movie. And you know what? And I'm glad you brought that up. I uh, I wanted to clarify and say that I watched. Uh, I watch Rogue One again, yeah, because that's what I do um, as a Star Wars fan. I watch Star Wars things over and over again. That's what I like. To hear. And uh, I watch Rogue One, and so here's my beef: the CG was actually. I, I'm assuming that ILM did it. Um, the CG itself was really good. Um, I just don't feel like it was. There, it was necessary to show as much as they did, mm. to have as many scenes as they did. Sure. The CG was done well, but it became distracting because I I know it was CG. I mean, in watching you, you know it's CG. You know, you you kind of see the halo around it, and you go, "Oh, it's CG." Um, it, you know, I I don't know, I, I don't know if it added enough to warrant having that many scenes involving the character like you know davy jones it made sense davy jones was was a was a uh, pivotal character and you know they had to show him and they did a really good job on him and it was like why not but tarkin uh, why when you say I feel like, when why? you say davy jones you mean the squid face guy from pirates of the caribbean not the lead singer of the monkeys Right. Okay. I I don't know if C I don't know if CG was around when uh, Davy Jones was singing when when he was doing the Monkey Show. I, I don't I don't know if uh, computers even existed when they were doing that show. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe yeah. I'm. I think I think people still had rotary phones, right? I think they just picked it up and were like, "Hey, Brenda, connect me to uh, the general store." <laughs> right. Patch me into right. uh, Davy Jones. <laughs> Zara, get me Sheriff Taylor. Right. Hold on, please. And <laughs> she patched you in. Get yeah. Sheriff who dare? Sheriff Taylor. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Andy? Sheriff Andy? Taylor. <laughs> Andy, can um, you patch me into Davy Jones? <laughs> so I wanted to, to get into something with you, Brian, um, on, on this episode, something good, I hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe yeah, we'll right. see. We'll we'll try. <laughs> we'll to make, see. We'll, we'll see, see where this will go. We'll see. Maybe how it goes. off the rails and unusable. Exactly. We'll right. Um, I don't. Let me. I know you don't know what I look like, so let me just describe myself in in a word. <laughs> um, fat. I am fat. Um, Brian, you're in you're in fantastic shape. You're someone who. You know, if you have, if you're doing a part, a role, and they're like, "All right, for this role, we need you to have your shirt off in a scene," because yeah. you know you're Brian Austin Green. Um, right. You're in, you're in good shape. What right. I want to talk about fitness with Brian Austin Green a little bit. All right. Um, what do you do to to stay? Are you just genetically superior to the rest of us? Is there a Hollywood secret 
that um, that that you guys do superior yes okay um yeah um i i try and eat right i work out um i'm active i mean i'm assuming you have more the body of like a reader than you know somebody that works out right i right. have the body of job of the hut <laughs> right and and how much exercise do you do i walk up and down the stairs to my apartment on a regular basis right Again, how much exercise do you do? Um, he walks up and down the stairs to his apartment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that doesn't uh, that doesn't keep you apparently in uh, in good shape. Yeah, I I, I walk, I, I run, I ride bicycles when I can. You know what? I try and think like I used to think when I was like sixteen or fifteen, um, like before I got my license. I try and like skateboard and do the things that I, I did as a kid, which you know I, I don't think people do enough of. I mean, I think people sort of get to an age and and a fitness and they just sort of settle for it. And you know, what what kept us really working well as as kids is that we were we were active, right? Well, is it so? Is and it a regimen for you? Of, I mean, is it a conscious it's thing? A, it's not a regimen. It's just what I do like you know I sit down and think well I can like relax and watch TV right now or I can go to the garage and you know get this done and so I go to the the garage and get something done like I, I'm, I'm a doer some of that is genetic and from my mom and I'm a little bit um, it's funny I was talking to somebody about this yesterday I'm not sure if I'm like ADD in the sense of like I'm mediocre at a lot of a lot of things, mm -hmm. but I I can do a lot of things like I can I can build stuff and I can paint stuff and I can sand stuff and I can stain stuff and I can I can do things you know but at the same time like I I start a lot of things and then I don't finish them. Mm. Um, I think working out is that way also. Like, you know, I, I work out with a trainer and that motivates me to, uh, to work out. When I'm, when I'm alone and by myself, like, I may start and walk somewhere, but I'm not really motivated to do it. Like, I, I, don't, I don't make it a daily plan of, like, I'm going to get up and do this. And, do, you know, I'm a little more free-spirited. So I may start and walk somewhere, but then midway through, I might just sit down and, yeah, I'm done. Well, and hope I can get you back. <laughs> no, you I'm should. saying you're not a finisher, so you're like I may start to walk somewhere, yeah, and right. then decide and no, then sit down, that's right, and call Uber, that's right, right. <laughs> get a car, right? Um, yeah, yeah, that's me. I uh, I bike places like I'll bike down the street and bike home, and then my bike will just sit in the garage for another you know six months. Um, and, like, I'll, I'll vow, I'll think, like, you know what, I'm going to start, like, riding my bike here. It's, it's close enough. It's good exercise, and I'll do it once. And then I just won't do it again. Um, that's, that's a nice bike. That's a nice bike. It looks bike good here. next to R2. right there. I, I sit back, yeah. I built a really nice, like, mount for it, and I, I put it on the wall and display it and light it and, you know, do all that. Um, <laughs> it's the bike I just museum. don't use it. Right. It's... You know, I, I go online and research bikes, and I can, like, tell you everything about bikes, but do I ride? No. 
You can. Do I can? Do I consider myself a writer? No. Your garage sounds like a magical place. It sounds like somewhere you garage is pretty impressive. Yeah. It sounds like somewhere you could like open up and charge people a ticket, like an art installation. You've got your you got your bike mounted on the wall, an unfinished R two over in the corner. Yeah, I have pinball machines. I have. I used to have a bunch of cars, but now I have a Tesla and. I have to say, like, I'm, I'm totally sold on this electric way of living, like, no gas. Um, you know, I, I really want to do solar panels and get off the grid that way. And uh, it's, uh, it's impressive. Like, I, I love my car. And I've, I've, owned, I've owned a lot of cars, but I love this car. You don't have one of the Gullwing ones, do you? I do, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Now, is te- Tesla's the all-electric car? Uh, yes. How long How long a charge does that? It's it's 240-something miles per charge, and uh, I charge it every night. Like, I pull in the garage and close it, and I plug it in, and when I wake up the next morning, my car is ready to go, you know, anywhere. I, I drive to Santa Barbara and back. And, anywhere within 240 miles. Right. Anywhere within Canada, uh, kilometers, right? Right. I can I can change it to kilometers. Santa Barbara, Canada. I understand. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> right. Is that enough? <laughs> <laughs> Santa Barbara, Canada. Santa Barbara, Canada. It's uh, it's right below Vancouver. Right. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just outside, near Alberta. Just outside of Toronto. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Santa. Where are you guys from? <laughs> oh, we're from Santa Barbara, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're way up there. <laughs> Santa Barbara. Uh, so, so you've always been pretty active and stuff. And which now I've, I've always been pretty active. I have a pretty good. I was blessed with a, a pretty good metabolism. Uh, uh, you know, my uh, my wife constantly gives me shit about eating right, and you know. Sometimes I, I don't, but she's uh, she's one of those like if she reads, you know, you shouldn't eat this, then she just doesn't, like never again. Uh. She's one of those people that can just you know stop something cold turkey. I'm one of those people. If I read you shouldn't eat this, I immediately go out to the grocery store and buy as much of it as I can. Right. Don't tell me what and to eat do. all of it. That's right. right. That's right. Don't you tell How me what to dare do. Dare you tell me that this. <laughs> Printed cheese is bad for you. <laughs> Printed cheese. I'm still amazed by the fact that there's. Oh, that still disgusts right. me. When you're printing cheese, um, who cares? But you're gonna eat it when you see it. Yeah, but now I have right. to. <laughs> right. Right. But I printed a block yesterday, and I love it. Yeah, it's good. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm shaping it currently as a Simpsons character. I oh. uh, I love it. <laughs> well, you're being active and in, in fitness. And all that leads me to to this, Brian. Do you recall being on a show, a special, a TV special, known as the Circus of the Stars? I do, yeah. Any, please, let me, I used to love, as a kid, in the 80s, I didn't know that it went on into the 90s, but in the 80s, I used to love, that was like, we'd get excited in our household. (laughs) Well, because there were like three channels. That's true, I guess so, I guess so. There was uh, ABC, NBC, and CBS, I think. And if right? you got your antenna just right, you could pick up your PBS stations. 
Yeah. So sure. You the, what I saw was you on a swing doing all kinds of flips and stuff like just flying doing the the, uh, the Russian swing. Yeah. Yeah. What in the world? Well, what was really cool was I remember because uh, I did Circus of the Stars a couple times, but that was the Russian swing, and uh, when we trained celebrities, us celebrities, when we trained, uh, we trained at Universal Studios, and. Heather Langenkamp was training also. And uh, for those that, are, that don't know, she was in uh, the first um, Nightmare on Elm Street. And I was a huge fan of, of Nightmare on Elm Street when I was a kid. And so I was a huge fan of hers. And, you know, that was one of the only times in life, really, that, that I've been completely starstruck. Oh, wow. Yeah. It, you don't have any other times? She played um, Heather Langenkamp she, played the the. She played the lead. She played the lead. Yeah, yeah. She was uh, she was quite a cutie back then. She was quite a cutie. That was the first movie that uh, Johnny Depp was in. Yes. Um, it, the, the, blood, the blood tornado scene. <laughs> right. The, the the blood tornado out of the bed scene. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that and it was a big enough hole and a small enough TV for the TV to drop too. <laughs> yeah. Before the blood poured. Yeah. So I, I I mean I met Robert England and you know I was like, holy shit, you're Robert England. But Heather was just Heather Langenkamp was like it for me, for some reason. Uh, Jack Nicholson I met, and I was like, holy shit, that's Jack Nicholson. And then. Bubbles, the chimp, and uh, well, okay, okay. Wait, hold on, hold Let on. Finish. Let's right. okay. You you finish, right. then I'm gonna circle back. Your on. <laughs> well, well, I, as as you should, right? As you should circle back. Um, Bubbles, the chimp, which was Michael Jackson's chimp, mm-hmm. who uh, wore like um, like overalls and a shirt and was dressed up like a, a little kid. Michael wasn't there, but Bubbles was there. Okay. Um, and at that point, it was like everyone knew of Bubbles. But to see Bubbles <laughs> in person was like, holy shit, that's Bubbles. All right, circle back and go. Okay. Well, I'm glad you ended on Bubbles because Bubbles was at this Circus of the Stars? He was. Well, but Michael Jackson, not so much. Yeah, no. So, but Bubbles was. I'm, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna ask you some questions that you may or may not be able to answer. All right. It, it, Michael Jackson just rent Bubbles out to people. Uh, no, he he bought Bubbles. He owned Bubbles, and uh, apparently, funny story. A friend of mine was just laughing about this the other day. Apparently, Bubbles, as chimps do, got older and more aggressive. Yeah. But he was especially aggressive towards handicapped kids oh, no. because oh, he no. went to all these, like, oh, children's no. hospitals sure and did. events. And, you oh, know. my gosh. <laughs> so they, like, completely had to take him out of c- circulation, I call it. I, I don't know. Sure. Um, circulation of, of events. Right. And uh, that's... Again, it's what I heard. This is much like this is much like my Matrix uh, theory. Right. Last episode, it's not factual. It's more of a, a Trumpism. But sure, 
I heard, <laughs> I heard through the grapevine of celebrities that uh, that Bubbles didn't like uh, certain people. He didn't like a certain audience. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. You mean like a racial audience? Uh, uh, no. A uh, a um, a what's the word? A a special audience. Okay, a, uh, I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay. So, right. I thought you were about to tell me a story that Bubbles knocked some kid out of their wheelchair at some point. Yeah. No. No. I don't have that story. Okay. Um, but you told it, and you you told it well. He didn't attack. Uh, so, according to you, Bubbles knocked someone out of a wheelchair. Bubbles didn't attack a Down syndrome child, did he? I don't know. He got aggressive around that type I, of audience. You know though. what? Whatever, uh, whatever story you want to make up, what, um, apparently is is fine. What you're so, telling me, Brian, is don't bring Bubbles to the Special Olympics. So, so what, what you're, you're saying, saying is right. that <laughs> Bubbles hits kids out of wheelchairs. Oh, who's politically correct now? <laughs> right. Right. Okay. All I'm right. just gonna go ahead and move on to another topic. <laughs> no, <laughs> I've got to. I got to still talk about the Circus of the Stars thing because this is amazing. I'm seeing one here. That apparently you were there with B. Arthur. She was at one. Uh, well, so here's how it worked. Um, you train. They would tranquilize you and drag you into the studio, <laughs> right. and all of a sudden you'd be in a suit, and they'd go, "Ah, flip, monkey," <laughs> and you'd flip, and you didn't know how to or right, why right. or what we're wearing. A lot of sequence. It was much like Dancing with the Stars. They, but, uh, they made B. Arthur. And- they made B. Arthur do flip. So. I never met B. Arthur. Uh, I never. I, I didn't know she did Cirque of the Stars. Uh, I wasn't a star at that time. I, I don't know why I, I did it. Um, but yeah, I did two years of it. Okay. Apparently, I was pretty good at doing flips. And, you were. And you doing were well into. Uh, you were in like second season at nine hundred two one zero by that point, were you? No, no. This was well before nine hundred two one zero. I was a kid. Oh, I was okay. doing Knots Landing at the time. Oh, okay, okay. Nine hundred two and zero was I was uh, seventeen. This you were still you were still making your name off of your appearances on Small Wonder. True. Yes. On the uh, swing set of Small Wonder. Yeah. Which, by the way, might have been the third time I was starstruck was uh, meeting Vicky the robot. Shut up. Yeah, because I was a big Small Wonder fan, and then. You know, I auditioned, and all of a sudden, I was on set. And I was I was doing an episode, and I was like, "That's Vicky. That's that's the robot on, on Small Wonder. Is she a real robot?" Like, you know, I I had I I was I was very new to to what I was doing, and I I didn't know that. I still didn't fully understand that television was fake, and that you could be on it, and you know, it was just something that people did. Um, so to me, it was more like a magical place, you know? So I was thinking, I can't be on that. Like, it doesn't work that way. And all of a sudden I'm standing in the backyard of, of Vicky and, uh, I'm on a swing set and I'm doing small wonder. And I was like, you know, holy shit, what am I doing here? Why'd they, why, why'd they want me to do this? Yeah. I was like nine. And did you, did you, you interacted with all the kids in the cast in that, in those episodes? Cause you did multiple episodes, right? Uh, no, I did one. Um, I interacted with everyone. Yeah. I mean, I, I wasn't like bubbles. It's just standing off in the corner wearing overalls. Is that all bubbles did was just stand in the corner and wear overalls. 
Uh, well, I mean, it's not like he talked. So he sort of stood there weighing overalls. Yeah. I heard he pulled some kids out of wheelchairs. Right. Yeah. You heard horrible things. Which I heard I didn't terrible hear. things of bubbles. Right. Bubbles. Right. He's a murderer. What? Uh, I, um, I didn't hear that. I still maintain that murder. a large reason you got brought into the uh, resistance with Sarah Connor was because of your time with on Small bubbles. Wonder. <laughs> oh, with Small Wonder. Right. <laughs> right. Because of bubbles, you were a resistance fighter. That's right. Well, listen, yeah. I do have this theory about the animals rising up to try to take over. So, Your theories are uh, interesting. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, I will, coming back to the Circus of Stars thing, are you telling me – so was this thing – Oh, yeah, Circus of Stars, B. Arthur. Yeah, you was there that. actually a live audience or was this all just kind of taped in segments or – Yeah, there, were, there was a live audience, but – you did your part, like you showed up and did your Russian swing thing, and then everyone went home. So it wasn't like a whole circus. It wasn't start to finish, each person that trained, performing, and, you know, we weren't doing it all together. It was a, it was a special. So you shot your part, and they had an audience there, and then you went home, and I, I don't know if it was the next day they shot, you know, the Lion Tamer part or, or B. Arthur's part. What did she do? I have no idea. I was just looking at the description here of what was going on. I believe she was with Bubbles. So, right. So you did sort of research. Sort of, yeah. Look, this all just happened like two minutes before we got you on the phone. You saw that B. Arthur was on surface. I saw, here's the YouTube description of, of the YouTube clip. The first 20 minutes of the 1988 Circus of the Stars with Heather Langenkamp, Brian Austin Green, B. Arthur. I do not have the rest of the episode. This is the. You don't know what she did. You don't know what anyone did, right? I didn't awesome. watch. I I did watch you on the Russian swing on a different you, one, which was like ninety two. Sort of research, right? Yeah, right. yeah. Which I mean, was that fun? Did you enjoy it? Like, uh, I loved it. Yeah, I was super active as a kid. I grew up like skateboarding and riding, you know, ramps with bikes and surfing. And I was, I mean, I was born in uh, in in California, Canada. And, uh, you know, my, my uh, province of Canada that I'm from um, had a lot of surfers and, and skaters in it. So, B. Arthur is apparently hosting the show. Oh, there you go. Um, now, in the, in the Russian Swing I watched, you were on that Russian Swing with, like, Ernie Reyes Jr. Yeah. He's, oh, yeah. And, like, he's a, look, he's an 80s legend. That dude. Look, Look, he, Ernie is the one of the nicest guys that uh, I've ever met. Like, really, he he's awesome, and you know he's he's like really big and ripped and buff now, and you would assume that he's like into lifting weights, and you know he's never lifted a weight in his life. Like he's as big as he is to support the. Uh, the, the martial arts that he does and, and how hard he needs to hit. And he, it, it's amazing. Wow. He runs the stairs every day and like you open his refrigerator and it's all like vegetables and it's amazing. I walk upstairs on a regular basis. Now you here's walk downstairs to the kitchen. That's to get right. Chips and that's right. Things. Now I, here's something I could do. And the one that you were in in 1988, it appears you were springboarding on some seesaw stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, the uh, the springboard was interesting. It was like a seesaw, but 
they had one guy that was hanging upside down, sort of like, like a mock trapeze. And I would springboard to his hands and then he would swing me and I'd, I'd flip and do things. And then he would throw me back, uh, onto the springboard, which was cool. But like I did one springboard up to, uh, three guys high. Like I landed on a guy's shoulders who was standing on another guy, um, through a hula hoop. Like I, I did really cool stuff. I mean, it yeah. looks cool. The, the outfit you had on for this particular one looked really cool. It was, it was bright. <laughs> it was bright. You, did you ever have fruit stripes, fruit stripes gum back in the day? Yes. That's what these, so, that's what these outfits right. look like. On 90210, we used to try and find the most ridiculous like prints that we could, and we'd make pants or a shirt or a hat, whatever, uh, whatever wardrobe could do. So I had one outfit that was like everyone called me an awning. But it was like fruit stripe gum. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> fruit stripe gum. So yeah. you thought this was cool? No, no, no. I didn't think it was cool. I, you know, people laugh now and they say, well, I was the geek on the show. Um, but we tried for that. Like, we tried for buttons and, you know, uh, different outfits and different materials and prints and things we could make stuff out of and different, like... It was planned. You know, people lose sight of the fact that it was a show. So somebody wrote it. Right. And I was an actor. You know, I, I happened to do it for 10 years, so people felt like they knew me. But it was it was still a character. Yeah, that's you know, how people still, feel about the podcast. Yeah, yeah, right. I'm yeah. sure. They think they know they me. Think, they think you're, you're actually dressed in overalls and sitting in a corner and... <laughs> Attacking people in wheelchairs, right? I get it. No, I'm not bubbles. Dear Lord. <laughs> well, Brian, I have to ask you what what was better, uh, Circus of the Stars or Hollywood Squares? Um. Well, so here's a funny story <laughs> about <laughs> bubbles. Squares. <laughs> right. Jesus, why do I keep doing this to myself? <laughs> this whole this whole contract thing sucks. But look, once so, we listen, once we get out of all this stuff, we'll be into some fun times. So you just let us get let us go through right. your biography. Let us spend ten or fifteen Stop episodes going through. Stop saying here's a funny story. That's okay? right. <laughs> Stop segueing into something that that is meaningless and takes hours to talk about. Yeah, but Hollywood um, Squares is not meaningless. It means something. Okay, so here's here's the story behind Hollywood Squares. So. I was going to a school for music when I was a kid. I was a drummer in a jazz band. And Doc Severinsen was on Hollywood Squares. And uh, my jazz band, we were asked to go do Hollywood Squares. So he was asked a question, and then he came down and played with my band. And then, and then I was on, like, 10 years later as an actor... And in a square, like I was asked a question and then, you know, as an actor and then I was on with Whoopi Goldberg and I think Jim J. Bullock and like all these crazy people. And, you know, I'd seen them on the show or knew of them. And all of a sudden I'm on Hollywood Squares and, you know, they're asking me a question. <laughs> I, I didn't know why. I didn't know the answer to the question. I uh, It was really meaningless for me to be there, but. It was pretty awesome because I grew up watching Hollywood Squares. Yeah. Well, did you have a, so, did you have funny jokes when they came to you with the question? 
No. Oh. No. No. I, I, when you, were you on there when, like, Alf was on there? Um, well, around the same time, yeah, but Alf wasn't there on that day. But, yeah. Yeah. Did you ever meet Alf? I didn't. I never met Alf. What? Okay, A, I hear Alf's he got a really puppet. Impre- I hear he got so, really What do you mean, Alf's a puppet? <laughs> what do you mean? You take that back. Right. So, Alf wasn't real. Oh! TV wasn't real. Um, right. TV was entertainment. It wasn't real. 90210 wasn't real. Um, the, uh, I don't believe any of this. Right. <laughs> the outfits that uh, I wore as a character were not real. Like, they weren't, nobody was making the clothes that I was wearing except for myself and, uh, and wardrobe people. So, yeah. so you're um, telling me you, you did not uh, wreck Steve's vet? Yeah, no. Uh, not at all. Who is Steve? It seemed like it. Steve it's, is uh, uh, I, I like am Zeering. Is that his name? Okay. Is that how you pronounce his name? That is. That's yes, true. That's hey, <laughs> Brian, has, has, speaking of, okay, look, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to be all over the place. Are you telling me then that you didn't do acrobatics in the Circus of the Stars? Well, no, that I did because that was a, uh, that was like the first reality show. So that was here actors that you've seen. Let's put them in ridiculous situations and, and see if they can handle it or die. And I, uh, I didn't die. Here are actors you've seen doing fake stuff, doing real stuff. Right. right. Okay. Exactly. And now I understand. Right. Let me ask you this. Did you ever yeah. consider getting into professional wrestling? Uh, no. Okay. Did not. Never wrestled on television. Um, I went to a wrestling match when I was a kid just for fun. And that was when... Uh, God, who was wrestling back then? Rowdy Roddy Piper. You better believe it. One of the greatest of all time. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, one of the greatest of all time. It's true. That's what, um, I, that's what I said. That's what I said. Right. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not questioning what you said. I'm, I'm not here to fight. Okay, good, good. Cause, I'm your friend. Because I don't think I could take you. You're in much better shape than I am. I would get really tired out really quick. <laughs> Right. I just run in circles and the fight will be over. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Hey, sit down, Look, man. I, I, I'm a really good fighter. If you write it that I win or you or you pit me up with against, I don't know, a, 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 an asthmatic, I, uh, I'll i win. win. Or a fat podcaster. I've got him. Yeah, right. I've got him. Right. So right. now that's in it. So you haven't gotten into the whole Muay Thai Doing jujitsu is a workout kind of thing. Then, like, I did. I did martial arts as a workout for a little while. Um, would I fall back on them? No. Would I rely on them? No. Um, would I? Did I learn how to disarm someone with a gun or knife? Yes. Oh. Would I try it now? No. No, not at all. Well, no. I, this all falls under that label of here. We're talking fitness with Brian Austin Green. If you're just joining us, like if you somehow. <laughs> Right. If you somehow realize that I'm doing a podcast and you actually know who I am. Right. Right. And you and you Go just ahead. and you somehow started at the 40 minute mark or whatever right. it is. We're, we're talking about fitness with Brian Austin Green. 
Um, 45. And, you know, I, I actually have to say, like, it's amazing that you guys keep track of this because uh, we were doing the last podcast and I heard, like, it's a great thing to finish on. And I thought, finish? What, don't we just do this forever? Um, just keep talking? <laughs> and I, right. And I realized, like, no, this is, uh, this is timed and people will hear this and this will mean something to someone. So think. Yeah, I think the big takeaway today is uh, is don't trust a chimp named Bubbles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I yeah. want to circle back to Ernie Reyes Jr. real quick. All right. He was in a show. Be- before, so I'm going to cut you off again. Yes, please. It's your show. that's what I'm good at. Yeah, it's your show. It's, um, it's what I'm best at. <laughs> again, I, I, I have little experience in this. And my friend told me so. Um, that you guys sounded great. I sounded like I, I didn't really know what I was, I was doing. And uh, I thought, well, how do you improve on that? Um, so Ernie was in uh, Ninja Turtles, as a lot of people know. He was in the first one in a suit fighting as, as one of the turtles. And he was actually an actor in the second one. Um, my wife was a big Ninja Turtle fan as a kid. So I ran to Ernie and I was with her somewhere and I introduced him. And it was the only time that I've seen her truly starstruck um, was meeting him. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. And she's met everyone. I mean, you know, we laughed about uh, Robert De Niro on something, calling her by name and saying, you know, I, I ran into Megan Fox in the, backstage area and she was like wow Robert De Niro just called me by name but it's still it's amazing but it still wasn't as big as uh, meeting Ernie Reyes Jr. And when you say the Turtles movie it was the original Turtles movies back in the 90s. Okay. The first three. I've never watched those. I've never watched those. You heard me. Get off my show. I was in college. You've never watched those? I never have. Thank you for listening to the second and final podcast of with with Brian. Look, Sweet. I can right. do homework. I have them on my DVD shelf. I can do the homework and watch them. Right. Just why? Why do homework? Right. To watch those. To establish this. The right. home. Yeah. Um, Your homework is done uh, five minutes before we start, which uh, isn't really enough time to watch a movie. Let alone three. Well, right. I can still I can do it, and I and, and it can play into other podcasts. Now, look. To be fair, I did see the two Ninja Turtle movies that your wife was in. All right. To be fair to who? To, to the Ninja Turtle situation. But there were three movies that you didn't watch that kind of started all. So I don't know if it's I don't know if it's really uh, equal. Oh, I really like the second Turtles movie that your wife was in. I appreciated All that right. they just went for everything and like, you know, we're going to do yeah. Krang, we're going to do the Terradrome, we're doing it all. Right. Again, uh, that uh, that means nothing to me, I don't think. All right. Well, I mean, I just figured maybe <laughs> supporting your family I, might matter listen, to you. Listen, I'm supporting my family by acting like I'm in shock that you haven't seen the first three. Um, I'm not, I'm not fake family. I'm, I'm not going to pretend like, you know, you've done something great because you haven't. I paid, have, I uh, paid for a ticket to watch a movie that your wife was in. You know what? I, 
you can watch three movies for nothing. And, uh, and originals that it's like saying, it's like doing a, a star Wars podcast and wa- not watching the original three. Uh, okay. Until, I, until you, know you have set through turtles in time, you've given nothing to this franchise. Okay. <laughs> Then, right. the next, then, but then when next we meet, I will have watched all three of the original Turtles movies. Uh, good luck, and I <laughs> and I will I will expect you to have a discussion with me about them, sir. All right, but circling back to Ernie right. Reyes Jr. How many times are you going to circle back to him? Well, because he right. because Who? Ernie Reyes Jr. was in a show called Sidekicks. Am I correct? Which, in the eighties, which was awesome. Yes, it was. It was called Sidekicks. He was a little kid, and he was part of a police force and could fight people with uh, martial arts as a kid. Who was the grown-up that was in that show with him? Who cares? I don't. Who cares? Because I'm going to tell who you something. and who cares? He was one of my heroes as a child. Like, uh, Really? Yeah, because I was like, there's someone who's, who's a kid like me, and he's doing something awesome. Oh, Ernie was. I thought you were saying that the guy he was with was one of your heroes. Right? No, Ernie Reyes Jr. has a special place in my heart, even though I kind of yeah, lost track. Uh, Ernie Reyes Jr. was he? Uh, he was one of the first like memorable kids. He was. I don't know if you remember this. He was in the Last Dragon. Yes. Yeah, he was the little kid that was fighting kids in, that was fighting um, grown-ups in the nightclub in the end. Yeah. He's been around forever. Yeah, he's – I mean, look, I, I – and so when I saw you on that Russian swing with him to circle back the Circus of the Stars, yeah. when yeah. I saw – I'm like, holy crap. Full he's, circle. Yeah. It's he's, amazing. He's, Good work. Nice homer. Thank you. He's doing this with yeah. Ernie Reyes Jr. That's amazing. Yeah. I wonder how he stays in shape. Boom. Yeah. Boom. Done. Yeah. Right. right. It all goes back to nothing. I feel like I've spoken – Two bubbles. I feel like I've talked too much on this show, so I'm going <laughs> to lay out now and – well, and, and nobody knows what any of us have, have talked about. We've talked about Ernie, who, super nice guy, uh, watched the first uh, Turtles films. And we've talked about uh, Cirque of the Stars. We've, we've talked about nothing. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll get us on something. How about this? How about this? So about uh, three... We're, we're, uh, we're, we're 52 minutes in. That's so, okay. you know. I'll keep, it, I'll keep it short. I have a feeling you're not going to have a lot to say on this. Awesome. All right. <laughs> so about three years ago, Steve and I are hanging out, and yeah. uh, we're just and for whatever reason you come up because that's all we had to talk about. I guess was you remember that time we got to hang out with Brian Austin Green right. on a podcast. So as you do, right? As you do. So right. something right. came up about your album. Right. Yeah. And Steve didn't know you had an album. An awesome album. A- an right. awesome album. I mean, li- listen, just here, right here, this right here. Here you go. Here you go. Oh, you have it? I got, nice. a, little, I got a little taste for you. I'm hoping Tang will do the trick because I'm out of Snapple and I need something to wet my fucking Adam's apple. That might yeah. be the most brilliant awesome. lyric yeah. I've ever heard. I'm out of Snapple and I need something to wet my fucking Adam's apple. You can, you can say fucking on this, right? This is a, a podcast. But I just choose not to. <laughs> right. All right. Right. So did my 10-year-old son, but, you know, whatever. All right. So Steve yeah. did not realize that. I believe Steve immediately picked up the phone and either emailed you or texted you and said, hey. I, I texted you. I, I actually just now pulled up the text from May 25th of 2015. 
Okay, so it was two years ago. <laughs> what? I said, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I said, "Hey, man," because that's how I start all my things. Uh, right. it's, like we're friends. Yeah, but... it's Steve. <laughs> well, here's what's great. Look, it's Steve from the podcast. <laughs> Right. I'm getting to hang out with Derek this weekend, and I just found out you had a rap slash music career. Is is this a taboo subject? Why didn't I know this? Hope all is well. Did I respond? Yeah, you said, "Hey man, <laughs> I put right. out I put out my album in '96." Smiley face. It's not taboo at all. And so then I said that yeah. explains why I don't remember it. I was at a at a at quite a conservative Christian university at the time. Uh, they tried to keep us shielded from the devil's music. And you said it's right. still the devil's music. I could go back further than go. that in, on my text for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I have one from July of 2014 where apparently Jeez. I had bought the Ninja Turtles Lego set. Long ago? I, I had bought the Ninja Turtles Lego set and sent you a picture of Megan's Lego minifigure. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I had no idea where that picture came from, but... Now I know, because I, I have it. I, I show it to people all the time. The only other the only other text I have here exchanged between us, Brian, is from December of the of the previous year, so about six months prior. Um, and I just texted you, "Good Lord, man! I just heard from a listener that you guys got hit by a drunk driver. I'm sorry. I'm just now finding out. Hope you're all okay." This is Steve from the podcast, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, yeah. and you put you put new phone. Who dis? <laughs> yeah. No, you assured me all was well. You you assured me you guys were good. So but we were fine. Yeah. But, but let's get back. Let's circle back to this whole. Rap let's go. Thing. Let's go to this album. This was ninety six. <laughs> is that correct? We're now fifty five minutes in. We'll go quick. Right. We'll go real quick. Right. Yeah. Fifty six oh three. He really doesn't want to talk about this. <laughs> I thought it wasn't a taboo subject. It's not. Okay. Uh, One Stop no. Carnival is the album. Yeah, right. How did that How did that come about? <laughs> what What are your, your questions? I, I just I'm want to confused. know, it's just like, did you wake up one morning and go, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do an album? Okay, so here's how it, it, the whole thing went down. And does, it, uh, and does it involve Bubbles the Chimp? Right. Does it involve swinging on the Russian swing or Ernie Ray's I swear to God, if this goes back to the circus thing. It doesn't. It doesn't at all. Brian, how much do you regret signing that contract right now? um, A lot. I'll just say a lot because contractually, that's all I can say. A lot. Um, So so I, I grew up in music. I grew up studying and playing music and my father's a drummer, and I, I love music. Um, so I produced for fun. And, uh, and a friend of mine who I was producing with at the time was a serious producer, and he sent something to uh, Babyface just to see you know, what he thought. And he heard that Babyface was looking for uh, producers for his label and his stuff, and Babyface liked these two songs that happened to be on his uh, on my friend's cassette at the time. This was when cassettes existed. And uh, they were two songs that I had done for fun. And I randomly got a call from Babyface saying, you know, do you want to meet? And I thought, 
holy shit, I'm getting a call from Babyface. So uh, was this the fourth time you were was, starstruck? He was he was huge at the time. Um, I wasn't starstruck, but I mean, I knew who he was. You know, everyone knew who he was. He was like the biggest producer at the time that was around. And so all of a sudden, I find myself at dinner with uh, Babyface and his wife, and they're saying, you know, your songs were were great. We really liked them. So have you thought about making making a, a record? And I said, no. Um, and they said, well, you should. We're starting a new, la- a new label, and it'll be fun. And I said, all right. So uh, all of a sudden, I, I'm in the studio, and I'm, I'm making this album, and you know, I'm I'm producing with uh, guys who I loved at the time. Um, one of the main producers was Trey from the Far Side, who is now my my best friend, um, or one of my best friends. And uh, I'm in the studio, and I'm thinking, Jesus, I, like I can't believe I'm recording an album. This is crazy. Like I just did this for fun, and I loved making beats, and you know. So I did this album, and and. Uh, it was basically music that I loved at the time. Like if I was going to buy an album, it was what I would want to hear. Um, you know, and all of a sudden I'm holding this CD and which we don't have now or players. Um, and I'm holding the CD with artwork and like lyrics and everything printed out. And I'm going, you know, how the hell did this happen? And, uh, I, it just, kind of fell into place like I, you know it was not saying that I, I didn't care but um, it didn't at the time it didn't completely hit me that I was making an album and you know that was a time that was during a time when you had to get a record deal and you had to everything went through the label and I'm up at the Sony offices and you know now it's like you can make a record with your laptop and a piece of equipment and, and it can be out and people can buy it or, or download it. Um, but that was the story of the album. I, you know, I, I loved it. I loved hip hop. I loved sort of growing up in it. And, you know, I was a big fan of like tribe called quest and KRS one and boogie down productions and De La soul and NWA and all these people. And all of a sudden I'm in a studio making an album and, I had no idea what I was doing there or what I was doing. I was twenty twenty one, and it was it was honestly nothing that was even like on my radar. I, I didn't think I'd ever be doing it. I thought I'd play drums for a band, maybe, um, and otherwise I just you know make beats because uh, I loved it. That nice. was like halfway through nine hundred two one zero when you were doing now- that. We're now at uh, an hour and a minute. Okay. So. I was going to say, you, you told that whole story just to get us to the hour, right? <laughs> just to get us to the whole thing and oh. scene oh, and what? canceled. Hey, gummit, I, I had something to circle back to. I th- but the, by the laws of <laughs> podcasts and the and the contracts and, and the clause in your And contract. by the love of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Once you go over the hour mark, you're contractually obligated to do yet another hour. I'm done. Right. <laughs> Yeah, no, you're contractually, I'm contractually obligated to hang up, and uh, <laughs> right, 
and continue on with my. Brian's day. like, "Where's my money? I, just, I, I did this. Where's my money?" Look, the I'm only like, thing- you know what? Where's my coffee and <laughs> my breakfast? And thank God it. that hour's over. And yeah, yeah we're getting there. I do right. want to mention though that in in your list of the people that of you enjoy, you yeah, the people, <laughs> the people that you enjoy in the never-ending podcast, the never-ending uh, right. The never-ending uh, contract that I have. Right. Go ahead. You have right. become the cool guy on the show now, and you're just beating <laughs> up on me. Um, I just noticed you didn't mention Vanilla Ice or MC Hammer in your list of people that you love with the hip-hop. Right. Loved them. Love Vanilla Ice. I have, uh, I have tons of respect for him, tons of respect for Hammer. Um, did not grow up listening to either, but I do respect them because uh, – because go ninja, go ninja, go. Right, <laughs> right. right. I, and scene. And scene. That's all I have to say on that. <laughs> and scene. That's a good way to end the show. Right. And, and scene. And scene. Right. Well, we and appreciate you coming back again. Thank you for having me for episode two of what is, I'm assuming, will be a, a two part uh, podcast, a two episode podcast. An amazing two episodes that you can download now. So do it. And scene. And scene. <laughs> well, we have to do the wrap-up stuff of telling people how to find us and all. Oh, all right, go ahead. Yeah. Go I'll ahead, Steve. <laughs> Derek, right. what are those things? We're on Twitter. Am I, am I contracted to sit through this? Yes. Yeah, because you want to know. I do. Right. Yeah. We're right. at uh, Internet what? Is, if we're at BAG Pod, Derek. Is that what it is? With BAG Pod. At with BAG Pod, and we have an email. Yeah, it's the same. It's amazing. At with BAG Pod, at like, G- you know what? It's amazing. We have like an intro for the show, and <laughs> like, it's amazing. How do you like that intro? It's beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Good. Well done. I don't know who. I don't know which one of you two did it, but it's amazing. It's amazing that this comes on on the uh, the internet. Yeah. It's amazing. Comes on on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I love that I, that I'm seriously sitting in a studio right now with a, a keyboard and drum machine and all the stuff that I do, and you guys are laughing at me for internet. For it comes on. It comes on the internet. Yeah. Right. Well, look, I'm looking forward to the day that you fire up and you play us some tunes. You you, you hit some drums for us. Right. right. It's coming. Yes. I'm, yeah. a, I'm serious, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not. Oh, okay. But oh, it's okay. coming. All right. Well, you should have uh, you should have put together the intro. You're the musical guy. I, I should have. Then again, um, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I won't. All Why right. don't you do a little intro for us next time? <laughs> oh, that nah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll put together a little something in a garage band. Steve you, Steve, you watch the three Ninja Turtle movies and Brian will do that. Well, what's your assignment then, Derek? And I just, just ma- whip up something. I just make this podcast happen. I'm just, I make, I get it out there. All right. Yes. I make sure it How comes on. You? Right. Our star, you? our star is Brian Austin Green. Our producer and editor is Derek Russell. I've been Steve Gawson. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Wait, we have an editor? We have. We have someone that cares enough to edit this show. You think it just? Sh- you think this just happens? Yeah, that's Derek. You're right. Shows what I know. <laughs> see you guys next time when you might hear right, Brian. See you next say. time when you hear me say who. <laughs>
Steve, Derek, and who?